Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stuck at home. Bored and alone. You'd think I could have some fun on my own. But I'm bored AF. I'm bored AF. With Cecily and Stephanie. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bored AF, um, the show about not a lot, but then a lot at the same mm. time. I'm Stephanie Wilder Taylor. This is Cecily Nobler. Hi, Cecily. Nobler. Thanks for Nobler. getting my name right. Nobler? A lot of people don't. Yeah, uh, I was at the doctor yesterday <laughs> and they just keep calling you for, I had different tests and stuff. I'm fine, everybody. But I, you know, they call you for different things and they just nobbler, nobbler, nobbler. And it's like, you know, my insurance has given you probably $5 million for all these tests. Like nobbler. Like right. get it. Why is it get so it. hard? Well, it is spelled with a K and that is confusing. And I want to say unrelated to anything. First of all, hello to everybody, but also, I spilled pudding on my computer keyboard, and now I cannot use the letters A. You would be amazed at how often you use A as a letter. I never use it. I have a, <laughs> a, a weird thing where I just, I don't believe, I don't believe in the letter A. Well, that's interesting to me. So maybe we can switch keyboard. Now I have to get a new keyboard, but damn it. Why so, did I do that? Wow. So you have to get, I think you should just get a new computer. I think uh, my computer is so old. This keyboard is so old. It's probably 10 years old because I'm one of those people that likes a really big, chunky letter. I don't like uh, like laptop keyboards that are really, really flat. Okay. I like big, like the, the, each button is like really high up. So it's really loud. Like when I type, it's like ridiculously loud. Right. Like from those offices that used to like mm-hmm. our brother- Mm-hmm. word processor where there's just a big, yeah. Like where you're typing in DOS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're not even black. Usually they're like tan. Yes, the color yes. of the keyboard is tan. Yes. This is a black one, but it is sort of like that, but I've had it so long. So now I have to, I have to replicate this somehow because I love this keyboard and I, I spilled pudding. I mean, I can't, there's nothing, I can't do anything now. I can't. I Damn it. in a weird way feel like pudding is a worthy foe, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't usually eat at my desk and, you know, I've been having a but, rough couple of weeks and I, I'm like, I'll have some pudding at my desk. And I just, mean, pudding is, is something that makes people feel good. And not my keyboard. <laughs> it doesn't feel good now. It's, it's sad and it needs, it's broken. You know who we're going to make feel really good though? Hmm. Are people that get a shout out on our show? Oh, Yes. And nice today segue. we thought we'd do something special, which is not annoy you with accents at all. Or songs or anything. There's going to be no shtick today. We're just going to think. These are our patrons, patrons on our Patreon, of course. Um, who and we love, we, who we love uh, and just want to reward you. Yes, with not awfulness. <laughs> so, so I'm going to start. You want me to start? Sure. Um, hi, Colette Rock. Thank you for thank you for joining our Patreon. Kimberly Amico, Michelle McKibben. You want to take some? Julie Songkrant, you seem like a nice person. Denise Ford, love chatting with you. Patrick Price, I adore you. You know that. Ulysses, what can we say about Ulysses that hasn't uh, already been said? <laughs> Angela, Krista Stroop. Amy Hunt, Jennifer Falls, Ijan Vajpay. I got you. I got you. I think about it every day and then I mess up when I start to do it. Um, Kelly, Kelly Huffins, um, Randy F. Whitcomb, 
Yes, Randy May Ames. She's got three names. Megan Medore. We adore you, Megan. Karen Johnson Watson. See, I like the people with three names. Like me. Julie McGrath. Uh, Kate Donato. Kathy Stearns. Stephanie Rinker. Um, Jamie Griffiths. My heart swells that there are this many names of people who who pay us every month to hear extra stories. I love it. Did we say Jamie Griffiths? We Kel- did. Kelly Vidmer. Did we say Stephanie Rinker? We did. Oh, Jill Shaw. Love you, Jill Shaw. Shaw and Price. Sean Price. Your friend my from friend, high school. My dear friend from high school who I've talked about on the show before on my about myself that I was a mime in high school. Sean Price. Hello, fellow mime. Also <laughs> a mime in high school. Probably not something he wants out there, um, but I think he's okay with it. I think he'll be fine with it. I love it. You have like the, you have the old friends that listen to your show and support you. And I don't. Why is that? Well, maybe they do secretly. (laughs) (laughs) I, we've talked about this. I think it's that you've changed your name a couple times and they don't know that it's you. I know. Why, why am I stuck on that? Like I make you talk about it every few (laughs) times and I'm like, no, I didn't talk about that. What do you, what do you mean? (laughs) No. I'm not obsessed with people like finding me that I went to high school with. Why would you say I am? We're different in this way because we have talked about this. I'm a collector of people and it's hard to get out of my web. You're probably healthier about just saying like, okay, well, that was a different time in my life. And now I'm here, but I, I am, I am, it's, I'm obsessed with keeping everyone in my life to the, to the best that I can. Yes. I am a mover honor. Like I, if once it's been a while, I don't remember, I don't remember their names, their faces. People could have had a whole relationship with me and they're like, remember, like we were friends for four years. I would, I was at your, (laughs) you know, 25th birthday party. And I'll be like, I am so sorry. I nothing. Let me ask you this. Do you go to, have you gone to a lot of weddings of people in your past? No. See, I've gone to like 30. Oh God, no. And a bunch of them. Never get invited to anything. I mean, it's expensive to get invited to weddings. So for, you know, I, people, no, I've gone to pretty, I've gone to a lot of weddings. I enjoy them. I used to. I, there was a time when I had joy. Is there something wrong with me that I, I never really got invited to that kind of stuff? No. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what right now, a lot of pressure. One day I'm going to get married, Stephanie, and I don't care if I'm 80, whatever. You're going to be in the wedding. (laughs) Even though we're too old for that, I'm going to make oh, you buy Oh, God. Uh, see, I would go to somebody's wedding now, though. Like, mm-hmm. for current people in my life? Hell yeah. Well, let's make it happen. Because, you know, we didn't get very far in our bachelor thing, but we don't have to go into that. We tried to do our own bachelor. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, but you've gotten a couple of leads. <laughs> yes. Some of our our, list, our wonderful listeners, Board AF listeners, uh, did have some ideas. There was some guy that you knew named Mike. Is that right? Mike Dawson, they were trying to, uh, mm-hmm. we, we were considering as of this okay. morning, but <laughs> I he does do a lot of smoking. Yeah, that is hard to get. I thought, I saw that and I was like, I can change that, but that is really hard to change. That's like the hardest thing to change in a person. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's fine like with he, it sometimes, but just not constant. See, that's a huge deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean if I'm a- going to cheat on John, it's got to be with a non-smoker. That's what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. I have my standards. I totally understand that. I don't know. There's something sexy about kind of a secret smoker to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I, if I never see it, never smell it, but I know that like occasionally it's like, ooh, what else do you occasionally do? Right. You. <laughs> but somebody who chain smokes and it's like, you can hear it in their voice. No. Nah. Yeah. Somebody who's proud of it. Who's like, hey, got to go outside for a cigarette. Yeah. You're like, mm. Have a little bit of shame about it. There was another lead. One of our listeners is like, well, my uncle, I have like an old uncle who's like a CPA. I was like, all right. Okay. I don't know where he lives, where he looks like. It doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. Um, Okay. We, are we, okay. I wanted to talk about, we want to talk about a show that has been around for a while now and we 
kind of started talking about it a couple months ago, but then neither of us had really watched it for some reason. We just kind of didn't get into it. Well, now we're into it, everybody. So buckle up for some vow, the vow talk. Oh my God. I am so excited about, first of all, God, I don't even know where to start because we did tell the story and I want to recognize, we talked about it on both a show um, where we talked about vision boards and we talked about it on our Patreon bonus where Steph was invited to join Nexium, which is fucking cool as shit. And I'm so mad that I wasn't invited. But Allison Mack herself reached out to Steph and asked her, like, wanted to meet up to discuss this insane thing. And Steph looked into it and was like, uh, no. So somehow I didn't get asked. Why didn't I get asked? I'm on Twitter. I mean, I don't even know how she found me. She knew who you were. I mean, she was recruiting and they're trying to recruit. You know, it's like we talked about this whole thing, too, a little bit with other cults. It's called fishing. They use um, like the Moonies and like a lot of major cults do this where they use, you know, pretty women, people that are sort of maybe high rank. Like she had a little bit of uh, some fame and then they, they fish. They come. They try to get people like reeled in using like the cute women in the cult which is something that's very common, but we should go back. So this show is obviously it's a show, um, on HBO and maybe Netflix as well. I think just HBO and just HBO um, right now. Right. And people have just gotten kind of obsessed. Although a few people are like, it's boring. I'm like, what do you, what do you need out of, Oh, you know who said it was boring? Who? Uh, who's the, okay. We told this on Patreon. So I hope it's okay to, who's the woman, Mark, the woman that was mean to you at the improv, the writer. Meryl Marco said it was boring. Yeah. Somebody retweeted her tweet. She's like, this show fucking sucks. It's like, well, does anything make you happy, lady? Oh, my God. Stop wearing so much black eye makeup and relax. Just enjoy a television show. <laughs> and if you don't, then like you don't have to tweet. About- I'm sorry. It made me mad because of your story. I probably yeah. wouldn't have even noticed it. But I was like, she's a bitch. Okay. She is. She's not. She's not nice. She and she's not happy for other people's success. Right. Right. Okay. So, so the vow is this very, she's not happy for people that get out of cults. She's not happy for people who get out of cults. She wasn't happy for you when you were asked to be in a cult. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is, I'm all over the place, but okay. So the vow, the vow is this eight part documentary about this. Um, it might be nine. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to correct you on everything. I thought I only say that because I thought it was six and I was getting sad that it was going to be over. Cause I think I was in episode six and I was like, uh-huh. I'm sorry. There's just no way they can wrap all this shit up in one episode. And then I looked and it was, I think, and I was like, Oh, phew, it's nine. And I do remember some of our board AF friends, you know, have talked about this months ago. They, people tried to get a thread going on this and now here we are. So it's this show about this guy who sort of calls himself, well, he doesn't use the word guru. He likes to use the word vanguard. Yes. This guy named Keith Rainiers, who is now, as we know, like spoiler, he's in, or he hasn't, he's not in prison yet, is he? He's been in, he's been arrested. I don't know. As has Allison Mack, who was. Allison Mack, I think. Yeah. For, oh my God. It's uh, Allison Mack, who who is, was my ex-girlfriend, my Twitter (laughs) girlfriend. Yes. So they were the, the reason people started freaking out when it happened was because I think before, I think before this ever even became a thing, I had talked about the fact that this girl had reached out to me and then it turned out it was Mm -hmm. some like empowerment cult. Right. So it starts out as this like, and then people were freaking out when it started, when there started to be news, people were like, isn't that the girl that reached out to you? Right. And I was like, yes. oh my God. Like, oh my God. Yes. Which is a compliment. But it started out as this like, yeah, empowerment, betterment program. It was called ESP. It was executive something program. Right? And you so, and I have discussed the fact that we don't like anything that is about like executive coaching. Why? I don't want coaching. I don't like a thing where, and we, this is so random, but I don't even like a thing where people start using terminology that other people like, for example, and I've said this to you, but I don't think on the show, like I used to watch America's next top model. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like within one thing, like one episode, they're like, Oh, we got to go to panel. What are you going to wear to panel? It's like, don't just call it, just say the panel or like, we got to go see the judges or something like the way that they talk and they do it in all reality show. They do it on the bachelor hometowns. Oh, we got hometowns yeah. next week. It's like, what does that even mean? That's just so that they came up. The producers came up with this thing called hometowns. Right. Wouldn't and now everybody say, can only re- refer to things as hometown. 
Oh, it's which, hometown which production reach. probably makes you do. But wouldn't in real life you say, oh my God, I've met this guy. It's so weird. I met him on a reality show, but like I'm bringing him to my home in Dallas. He's going to meet my family. But you would be like, hometowns next week. I think hometown. it's, I think it's culty. It's super culty. So the bachelor is like a cult. Like they, they, they yes. pull you in and then you yes. have to start using their lingo. We need to watch ourselves when we we'll, if and make sure we're not getting indoctrinated by having to use their language. You kind of are, though. I'm going to panel. I've got panel hometowns. Well, they do it. They definitely do it with a lot of reality shows because it's the, isn't it the same on like Survivor? They go, yeah. oh, we're going to tri- tribunal or whatever they call it. Yes. Well, and I guess they have to because they're trying to paint a picture and it's a story and the, you know, the challenge used to do stuff like that and. Oh, there's so many, uh, that's a whole issue. But anytime I hear buzzwords, I get, and I was in a sorority, which when I look back, I actually really enjoyed it, had a great time, made good friends. But when I look back, I'm kind of shocked that I would do that. I mean, I did it because I loved the frat parties so much. Oh, Stephanie, that's the one thing that you really did miss. They would make this juice. (laughs) They would make, it was like trash can, you know, trash can punch. Mm -hmm. And they would just put... I mean, God, I don't even think it was just alcohol, to be honest. I don't know what they were liquefying and putting in there, but that was a lot of fun. So, you know, I just, I didn't have enough. I just, I'm not a sorority person. Nobody would rush me into their sorority. Nobody (laughs) liked me enough. That's not true. You, I look, I'm not trying to get you to join Alpha Epsilon Fine now, but I'm just saying if you were interested, I could give you some literature. I wasn't AFI, everybody. Any AFIs out there? (laughs) I loved it, but- but there were songs and weird candle ceremonies and stuff and all kinds of weird stuff where if you really look, I mean, they're all, it's all kind of culty. There were definitely buzzwords and Listen, things that I don't even like the Girl Scouts when LB dropped out of the Girl Scouts, like after one season, <laughs> after one year of it. And I was like, good, good for you. You break out of that cult. <laughs> I had her deprogrammed. <laughs> I do get it. Although I, like, I liked the Girl Scouts because, you know, the cookies. I was like, I'm scared of that friendship song. I don't like all the sales tactics. I don't like you going door to door. There's It was too culty for me. I get that. I get it. I really do. I actually got asked to leave because I had a sailor <laughs> mouth. And I loved the Girl Scouts, so I was very upset about it. And I think we talked about this. I took, we had a Girl Scout camping weekend and I brought the book Forever by Judy Bloom, and I was reading everyone about that. I was like reading about the penis <laughs> and I got, I got in really big trouble for that. But I kept trying to explain to my Girl Scout troop leader. I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't me. I've never seen a penis. I'll, I won't see a penis till I'm 21. Just so you know. Right. They, I didn't know that yet, but that was the case. It's like, it's not, I'm not like oversexed. I just thought pe- this is a great book. Right. That people <laughs> should read because it's fun and good reading. And it's, it's good and buy, a, buy a flashlight. Hello. This thing was made for a camp, uh, a, a, a Girl Scout trip. Remember what the penis's name was? Ralph. Ralph. Yes. Yeah. Page 85. I'll <laughs> never forget. So the point being, I just broke my chair. Now my <laughs> keyboard and chair are broken. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to have to go to like office. Everything's so. a cult. Listen, now I, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're everywhere, but yes, the forum, you know what? I still have people that tell me about like, oh, Okay, John like and I were talking about forum. this landmark forum that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, but it's not a cult because it's actually really helpful therapy advice. Well, let me just say this. First of all, it is it is a cult and it came from a very big cult, which was S. S. Yes, we lot, talked about this in the 70s. Yes, yes we mm-hmm. talked about this and we talked about, I know we talked a lot about this in, in one of our shows, but I'm just, to, to bring it back to this show, the tricky part is a it's because a lot of this stuff does kind of make sense when you're watching the vow. You're like, Oh, like I could use some disintegration in my life. Like that, that actually, I I have some trauma that I feels like that would be kind of cool to get healed by this technique. But then you're like, but why do you have to call it a technique? Why, why can't it just be like something that I make a breakthrough in therapy? And why does it have to cost so much money? And why do you have to bring other people? Why is it a pyramid scheme? Even in just regular therapy, your therapists don't ask you to go out and find 12 people to get like sashes to get to different levels. I mean, it, you know, you could say, okay, therapy costs money and you're trying to fix some things in your life. That's one thing. But this is so clearly a, a pyramid. Right. And the problem is that you're hitting people when they're when they are having like trauma in their life that they're trying to fix. Right. So you're getting them when they're very vulnerable and you're, they're having breakthroughs and all this, like part of the thing about, 
like Jewish community things. Mm -hmm. I just remember going to these Jewish community things as a, as a youth. You mean like BBYO? Yes, BBYO. And I remember thinking like, why can't all of school, like why can't regular life be like this? Like Mm -hmm. everybody loved each other and people, people held hands all the time. And everybody Mm -hmm. just told you like things they loved about you as a friend. And it was so cool. You would just get so swept up in it and you do all these empowerment exercises and like have these deep conversations. And I, I swear some of the good parts of the vow thing reminded me of that. Like when they were all like, everybody's so happy and it mm-hmm. didn't seem culty. It right? was like a camp. It was like camp. Yeah. Which it was, was like camp. Fun. And yeah. then these people were like, well, what's, what's wrong with that? Like we're all happy and having a great time and feeling better. And then it, but then people in power you know, are corrupt. And then these people get sucked in and then you don't see the rot underneath it until it's too late. Well, there's and a couple things there. And then there's the difference also between you say something like, you know, I loved BBYO too. But like the thing is, is they weren't trying to, you didn't have to bring people in and get to new levels. You didn't have to like at a certain, <laughs> at money. Well, you I put did, this on it. but maybe... <laughs> This is a different BBYO. Huh. <laughs> it was an executive coaching fun. Jewish thing. Oh, um, okay. See, mine wasn't an executive coaching. It was just us just hanging out and going like campfires and stuff. I mean, it was no, really pretty chill. It was pretty no, fun. So I agree though, but I'm saying, I think what happens is they use some of those same principles. Yes. Right. And yes. so that, but they're, but for bad purposes. To create a bonding, what they right. do, and this is very common in cults. So the vow started out with this guy and it's interesting because the, and we're not going to, I haven't actually even finished it, but it's so, so good. And it kind of starts out explaining who this guy is, Keith, and what his beliefs are and how he was looking for deeper meaning and stuff. And you come through it from this guy, this point of view of this guy named Mark, right? right. Mark's kind of one of the first people you meet in the documentary as you know, there's a couple other women, but his thing, he, we, Steph and I talked about this. He made a movie and I guess the 90 would do, that would have been the nineties, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or early two thousands, maybe it was called, it was a documentary called what the bleep do we know? Mm-hmm. And it was I, huge. It was a big documentary and people were talking about it. Cause the idea was like, oh, we're gonna girl. Learn. it was from 2004. You're kidding. No. Okay. I'm trying to remember where I was in my life at that time, but I remember going to see it, um, by myself. Cause I was really interested. Nobody wanted to see it. And I had some tiny, whatever theater. And then I remember hating it going, this is trash. This is total bullshit because it was just bullshit. He just used all these graphics of clouds and, <laughs> and Finn just kept saying physics. It's like, just cause you yell physics a couple times. But here's the thing about that movie. That mm-hmm. movie appealed to the exact same people that right. went crazy for The Secret. And it's that same culty mentality because I know people who were like got as addicted to that one as they did to The Secret, where they were like trying to get people to do watch parties and like, oh, my God, the whole of this movie totally changed my life. You have to see this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it brought that same personality type in. A hundred percent did that. I don't remember. I just remember thinking wanting so much. Cause I was searching too. I want to find, I'd read this book. Maybe I read the book after called the Tao of physics. And it's a great book actually. And it combines the idea of like sort of Taoism and spiritualism with, you know, the physical world and science. Uh-huh. And that's exactly, so that's kind of what this documentary was. Although, like I said, it just was somebody just that kept going atoms <laughs> connection, you know, like you can't just yell words that are, you know what I mean? Right. Quantum physics brains. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, this is fucking trash. And then, and then, but I like it was, it, but that's exactly what Keith was trying to do. And that's, so this guy had made this documentary, then somehow they approached him because they knew he was exactly what that was their, that was their person. So they approached him and on a private jet, had him come out to wherever that was, upstate New York, right? And he meets with Keith and he has, and he's kind of got some childhood trauma himself. So Keith, you know, they, they bond in this way that, that they show this in the documentary and like how easy it is to just get sucked in. And this guy got sucked in. Right. Like, and so then I'm still, okay. So then, so that I'm not sure how it became like a sex cult from there. <laughs> Okay. Maybe you can take that part. So, so then they had, 
they had this. So they were kind of going after actresses. Mm-hmm. Is what it That's seemed right. to me. So this woman named Sarah Edmund Edmondson. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, I think really pretty. Black hair. Yes, uh, she was really pretty. Kind yes. of an actress who wasn't her career wasn't going fabulously and she was feeling, you know, one of the, one of the exact types of people that they love, like somebody who was kind of searching for meaning and, and she finds this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how she got introduced to it and she, it just totally changes her life and she becomes, what happens is you can become, it can become your, your job. So that's another way that they suck you in. You can become, you start having to work your way up the levels. Mm -hmm. You can become a teacher you get of this weird therapy practice. Yes, right. you get you move your way up like with sort of like jujitsu, uh, mm-hmm. martial arts sashes um, and you get to and then you but slowly they start telling they started telling these people, uh, oh, yeah, you're going to start making money soon, real soon. But then they would they kept upping how many sashes they needed to, like, become a proctor and. So certain people were making money while certain people weren't ever making money. Mm -hmm. So I think slowly some people started to get disillusioned, but Mm -hmm. then you find out, and this kind of happens in later episodes, they kind of backtrack to tell you about people that tried to get out earlier. And that's Mm -hmm. where it starts to become very Scientology-y because you can't get out. Because they get information about you. Yeah, you yes. can they, they because they they make you they break you down so that you you will reveal deep dark secrets or thoughts or something that they pretend collateral. is buried under. Yeah. You have to give yeah, them collateral. collateral. Yes. So you have to what they do is they even if you don't have real collateral, you have to make it up. It has to be exactly. something that if it gets out is going to be highly embarrassing to you. So, for the woman, Sarah, at one point to get into so so it, it escalates into this thing and Allison Mack the girl that we talked about when we last talked about the actress, this mm-hmm. cult, uh, the actress from. Wasn't she at Smallville? Smallville. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she starts doing this thing that they kind of refer to as a sorority. And it turns out mm-hmm. that it's women that are having sex with Keith Ranieri. Who is, which we have not. And I mean, you know, this, most people listening have probably seen a little bit of this. I do not. I mean, what the f- but, like, how did that guy? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it goes to show you that anybody can be convinced of how great they are. You know not, what I and think I'm is not, kind of funny is well, that it's got to be a little bit embarrassing on some level for what, when Keith Raniere sees this, because so many of the people interviewed are like, I mean, I wasn't attracted to him. <laughs> Well, he like somebody I don't know said why well, like, I was, he was having really sex tiny. with him. Yeah. He's like this, like kind of like a hobbity kind of type guy, <laughs> but real gentle. And it always showed they have. Oh, that's the great thing about this documentary. So somebody was always filming because this guy was so high on himself. He actually believed his stuff. Like sometimes I think they don't, and they you know. But for the it's it's like Jonestown or anything else. Like he believed his teachings, and he believed that he was some kind of like guru person here on this earth to make everyone understand the world as oh, and he the saw best, it. The best was when they would talk to him and they would say like, oh, like that's so smart or whatever. And he'd go, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just, I just found a way to say it. That's really like impactful to people. He was really, he really thought, I mean, at some point they said he had like a 250 IQ or something and then they would show him. I mean, he Which was you good. Know he could, they got from him. You know, he was course. like, I, yeah, I took an I, online IQ test and- that is like 101 though, because that is a cult, like 101, the guy, the lead, the lead guy. And it's usually, it has usually been a man. I mean, do we have a lot of female cult leaders? Can't think of any. Oh, there's sure one, t- uh, Swan. Oh, okay. I'll come up with the name of it. Yeah. Go ahead. Although, okay. So we'll come back to that, but you know, he, they, that's a big thing. Well, those they're, you know, nobody's really going to test the IQ. So they'll just be like, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's really high. I mean, I'm just big brained. I'm just big mind. That is a way to get people to follow. I've, I've 
found myself attracted to people that are really, really smart and want you to know how smart they are and talk about it a lot because they're overcompensating for something. Yeah. You know, by the way, I just looked up, I just real found it, figured out who the, there's one, uh, female weird cult leader type chick and her name is Teal Swan. Mm. Have you heard of her? No. Yeah. Let's it's join. It's, is she still she, going? Oh, it's real weird. I, I listened to a podcast episode about it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can just like Google it, but she's super creepy. I mean, that's so interesting, but I, but there's also, you know, going back to the buzzwords that we were talking about how they bug us even, okay. And don't get mad at me on this one, but even like Sheryl Sandberg with like the lean in. Oh, hate even, that. That's, even no, that's exactly. Like, yes. That yes, stupid executive exactly. coach language. Yes. The business super like speak. head talky business speak. I hate, hate it. it. I hate it. It doesn't even mean anything. What is that? My joke was like, yeah, I leaned in and I got syphilis. Yeah. Like, what's the joke? <laughs> I mean, what's the thing? What do you mean? What do you mean lean in? You're saying because I'm a woman, I can ask questions at the business at the table. I already know that. Did I don't I, have to, you don't have to tell me to lean in. I get did it. I'm I tell leaning you my in. Geraldine Laybourne story? No. So when I, okay, this is super fast, but it's right along these lines. When I first got a job at Oxygen, uh, I, so I worked on the show Pajama Party. I think I told you about that. I think on this podcast and I, oh yes. and Geraldine Laybourne was the head, was, was, she was like an Oprah person. You did talk about that. You did. Yes, tell and she story. said, this is for women who are leaning into their lives. And we would all stand around in the back, these cynical comedy writers and go, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And they'd it's be like, nonsense. it's yes. nonsense. And we were like that. There's nothing in that to hold on to. We're making a comedy show. What are, oh, okay. Let's all we're, we're leaning in. Is that following okay, our leaning in? Let me go in? a step further. Let me go a step further. Now I'm going to make you mad. I'm trying to make you mad a little make bit. Make me mad. Okay. You can't uh, make me who's mad. The one that everybody loves. It's the Ted talk that they everybody sent Brene. Oh, Brene Brown or whatever. Right. Yeah. Who has beautiful points and a good speaker. And I'm all for like a good writer and a good speaker, but like, then you listen to it. Someone's like, you're vulnerable. What is vulnerability? It's when you hug your inside self and it's like, what? <laughs> Maybe that I'm misquoting that. No, you know, I, I hate all that stuff too. You're marking up the wrong tree. If you think you're going to make me mad with that. I don't, I don't buy into any of that stuff. I know that it can be helpful. I mean, but here's the thing. Like I've written, I wrote a self-help book only because I was, I wanted to write a book of essays about dating. Right. So I wrote, she's crazy. He's a liar. Right. And it was fine. It was fun. But then my publisher made me, he was like, we need self-help stuff in there. And I go, I'm not the person for that. I wouldn't know what to tell you. So my stuff was just sort of like, okay, well, if you, my self-help ideas were like, well, if you're going to stalk someone, you should have like a different name. Don't use your real (laughs) Facebook name. I swear to God, that's all I had because I'm like, well, I can give you some practical skills, right? but I'm still very single. But point being that like, it's, I, I recognize that I also wrote a self-help book about dating, but I wasn't like, well, I, I wrote a self-help book about having kit, having a baby, right. but I think of it as the anti self-help book because I was, I was not really giving advice. I was just, uh, being you know, funny. being funny and saying like, I get it. It kind of sucks. The one piece of advice I gave, and then we're coming back to this, but this actually comes to, by like somebody who I think is br- a brilliant speaker and someone I would follow anywhere, Gloria Steinem, right? Yes. Like she's not a culty. I don't know what the, I was going to say, say no business speak. You're not going to find any business no... speak in Gloria Steinem. Exactly. And the one thing that she said, and I did talk about this with, that really resonated with me. And I was like, I'm going to share this in my thing because it's important to me. I don't remember the exact quote, but basically it was something like women are becoming the kind of husbands they want to marry. Basically women are becoming the people they want to be saying that, why do you have to be obsessed with a rock star as a little, like Elvis or something when you're little, like, like I'm thinking of my mom, you know, like you're just, Oh my God, you're crying. You're for me, you're Drandrian, you're pulling your hair out. Why don't you learn to play the guitar? Forget being obsessed with him. Oh my God. He's so funny. And Oh my God, look how successful, like fuck that. You do the thing. It was so obvious to me but yet not. And so I was like, that was the best piece of advice I got. Like as a teen, I remember reading that somewhere and I was like, that's fucking, maybe I'll learn to play that. I didn't learn to yeah, play the but guitar. That's, I tried. Be, that's because people that we like and look up to aren't, don't seem like they're trying to sell you something. You know, right, there was no Maya Angelou, team. Maya Angelou is not trying to like get me to enroll four people into her, you know, poetry class. Exactly. Like, Gloria wasn't like, she just gave advice that was beautiful and helpful and didn't ask for any money. Right. 
When Maya Angelou told everybody, when people tell you who they are, believe them. And Mm -hmm. people went, oh, my God, like, she's a genius. She she didn't say it in any like business speak way. Right. God, I hate that stuff so much. So that's so that's surprising with the vet with Nexium or they had different. You know, it was like I said, it was the it was called ESP originally. But I was shocked at how many people. And there were some guys that fell for it too, but it seemed to be mostly women that were being like drawn into this business speaky weird thing. Like how could so many people fall for that? Because they were all, because I think they were all thinking, and I think this is the whole cult mentality. They were all feeling like, oh my God, I feel better. This thing kind of works. Why wouldn't I want to tell people about it? These people, I have friends that are suffering and they're depressed and like, I could just talk to them about these. And probably I guarantee you that some of this stuff did have like a germ of truth to it. It did work. It did make some people feel better. So then they overlooked what seemed weird and their inner voice telling them. And as a lot of them said, it's like, so it works. You get kind of excited about it. You're like, oh my God, like I feel better about my life. I feel kind of motivated. This is really Mm -hmm. cool. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I tell people about this? And then when you start having weird feelings and they're like, oh, bring people in and then they're going to have sex with Keith Raniere. And you're like, oh, wait, maybe that's not so cool. But by then they've taught you not to listen to your inner voice. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, nope. Inner voice. Absolutely not. Inner voices are not something you should listen to. That's trying to keep you. The inner voice is trying to keep you from your true self. Oh, that's such a good point. That's exactly right. So they really messed and they all wanted to be, they wanted to prove themselves. Like if they thought this guy was so brilliant, if he likes me, if, if I'm part of it, well, then I must be brilliant too. Like that's, that was the whole thing. I mean, I still can't even imagine like just the choices of clothing. Oh, what was up with the vol? Okay. So, so, all right. So he brings these women, mostly women, all these people into this sort of system. And there are these sub subsystems of ESP. And when I say that, we, we're not talking about psychic ESP. It was the thing, you know, his executive thing. But then there are subsets. So like you could also kind of live with them if you wanted to, if you were chosen. Remember all that, all the women that were dating him at the same time? Yes. And then there was one woman, I don't know if you're up at this part yet, who thought she was like his girlfriend. Yes. Oh yeah. Years. I watched that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, he's having sex with like 24 other people. And then they're, they're all like shaming her about her feelings. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, what, what are you talking about? First, they tell first another woman is like, oh yeah, I'm having sex with them. And she's like, wait, excuse me. And then she's like, wow, why are you reacting like that? Yeah. So what? So we're having sex. It's stopping. So right. like gauche, they were so gaslighty about that. They were, and then they worked for him. That's what right. she ultimately believed is that they were sort of swarmed together in this weird way to, to help him make it seem okay. Yes. And it was just, oh my God. And then weird- also we need to mention the part before we, uh, you know, finish mm-hmm. this conversation mm-hmm. for now, but we need to mention the part that he really had a thing for skinny women. <laughs> so his whole, he put women on diets and one woman, he wouldn't sleep with her until for like, I don't know, like a year because mm-hmm. it took her that long to like lose enough weight that he started, that he found her attractive. But that's where you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No alarm bells are going off. Like, I'm not I'm not cult shaming anybody right now at all. I'm telling you, I completely understand how people get. But I mean, no alarm bells are going off to other people. But then one woman is like, I Mm. am not digging this. This is Mm -hmm. weird. And it's Mark's wife. Oh, right. Who was super cool. Yes. So she and she is, I think, kind of the true hero of the story. She's like, you know what? I know you're telling me that my instincts like don't matter. And, you know, but I'm going to, I got to go with my instincts. I just, I not feeling great about this. And then Mark is like put in a really weird position. Cause he's like, I mean, she is my wife, but at the same time, like I do spend a lot of time playing volleyball with Keith. The and- volleyball thing is so weird. I can't imagine a worse sport anyway. I hate volleyball. I used to hide we had volleyball at PE, you know, in seventh and eighth grade. And I would like pretend to be sick every single day. And finally, the PE teacher, Miss Plansky, was like, why are you only sick when it's volleyball? That Like every single time. And I was like, I can't do it. I cannot have a ball come at my head that hard. 
Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. So of course that's the sport he was into. And he would wear these like weird headbands, like non-ironically. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Those sweatbands? Yes. He was so, I'm sorry. I know we're like scattered here. That's my fault. But I, I just, it's interesting that you said like, you're not cult shaming and, and we're not, I, there are people feeling there. You can feel vulnerable. Sometimes you don't feel in that case, it didn't feel like a cult. Cause it seemed like you were going to these lectures about how to become a better businesswoman. Well, right. And there are, there is just a type of person who loves that kind of thing. Who's like, Oh my God, business speak. I'm all about it. Ted talk. Yes. Like, and I think that the, I think that type of personality can be ripe for, you know, and then you, you go there and you have a good time. Listen to me. It's not that much different than burning man. Oh, sure. That's its own thing for sure. Although if you really look at Burning Man, people are celebrating sort of how weird and wacky and independent, you know, in a way. So it's kind of weird that they're sort of drawn together. Well, so except I, I that guess- I told you that Burning Man, they, they get cult leaders in there. I mean, Burning Man, I told you on another episode, ruined my friend's marriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've seen stuff like that too, but I even get- And they I'm threaten just- to sue. They're litigious. Shit. Yeah. Oh, so it really is like, I, I, I find, I even find, I find myself cringing, not even with just business, corporate speak, all that shit. I hate it. But also like when you look at a politician, when you're watching them speak and they do that weird thing where they hold their hands in a triangle, like mm-hmm. Clint, Bill Clinton did it a lot and mm-hmm. then everybody copied him, but obviously it was something he studied. It, that even drives me, I, that I'm even sort of like, how do, how are people looking at this and thinking that's okay that he's doing the exact holding his hands in a triangle? I don't know what I'm, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like when people, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get how people don't see this kind of shit. So it's hard for me. So I'm, I'm saying I'm not trying to cold shame, but I still don't totally get how. Well, I don't either. And I just, I'm relieved to hear somebody talk about that kind of Brene Braun, whatever her Mm -hmm. name is, that, that, that phenomenon of like saying words like shame and shame has no things that don't quite make sense unless right. you really follow the person all the time and read all their books. Right. Like they think they're discovering something like, I mean, I don't know. The thing that I actually used to like about Oprah was mm-hmm. that before she became super Oprah-fied was <laughs> that she was the reason she was Oprah was because she was kind of like cut through the bullshit. Yeah. Like here, yeah. Yeah. like I went through some shit. And, and I think she never changed that though. I'm still an Oprah. I'm still an Oprah head. Well, she got very like super soul Sunday, you know, everything became, a, there was a lot of like Oprah oh, lingo. The secret. She got really into the secret, right? Didn't she? Right, because she's us? a little yeah. bit like that is my point. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about her was she was like, yes, I'm seeking, but I'm open to a lot of stuff, but I don't normally get stuck on stuff. And, and I, I, and I, I support that. that Ian Levan Zant, like I, I bought into a lot of that stuff briefly. Was that the, her like protege? Yes. Who ended up tr- becoming a little, um, too big for her britches. Yeah, yes. They got, like, some, and then she had to come on and like beg Oprah for her forgiveness. That yes. was really uncomfortable. And then she like, had, don't you remember? She had a show called I- Ivanya, uh, um, uh, heal my life. Yes. Yes. But it was just, by the way, I just looked up and it's not that I don't, I know a lot of people listening do like Brene Brown. I, I mean, obviously she's a good storyteller. She's, but I'm just looking to give you like just one of the things that just doesn't totally make sense. Right. Yeah. Like just one of her little, um, quotes, please. Well, now she's just, I'm on her Twitter page. So now she's just like, what if she just tweets about the housewives all day? (laughs) She's like, you know what? Below deck sucks this week. I'm like, "Ah, I didn't see, I didn't see that coming. Well, now I actually, then she tries to stay on brand. So she adds like a, (laughs) there's no shame. Don't feel shame about loving below deck. And you're like, Oh, I mean, I wasn't, but okay. Thank you. Shame. She literally wrote, um, this was just a couple, like a week ago. Shame can't survive. Shame can't survive being spoken. Okay. I mean, that's not groundbreaking is the thing. Like, I don't think I need to pay $500 to go to her seminar to learn that shame, you know, that, Hey, tell your secrets out loud and then they won't be secrets. Yeah. No shit. Pay me $500. I just cured you. I know. I guess there is always someone out there who needs to hear it. Like I needed to hear the Gloria quote. Maybe that was, maybe that was obvious too. Yeah. But to Gloria be fair. wasn't, wasn't selling. She wasn't asking for money. Yeah. Okay. 
I know. I like, I go back, see how I can do this. See, I'd be a good cult leader because I can be like, I see what you're saying. And I can, I can argue that and I can argue against it. Uh, Yeah, it's okay. Here's a quote. Here's a quote. Here's a quote from her. This is the kind of stuff that annoys me from Brene Brown. If we want people to fully show up, first of all, I already hate the show up thing. I hate that. (laughs) We want people to fully show up and bring their whole selves, including their unarmored whole hearts so that we can innovate solve problems, and serve people, we have to be vigilant about creating a culture in which people feel safe, seen, heard, and respected. Hashtag dare to lead. None no. of that even goes together. Nothing. None of that, that is a word salad tweet <laughs> if I've ever put some vinaigrette exactly. on a bunch of words and just thrown exactly. them up on Twitter. Yes. Dare to lead. What does that even mean in, in reference to that? What? It oh means nothing, but it's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to just say something that's going to sound kind of deep. And then I'm going to make it like business speak, like add oh dare to God. lead. Here's dare one. To lead. This is, I had, she wrote, I had to do a hard thing this morning. And right before I did it, I said, barbecue sauce. <laughs> it worked. I think she's trying to make a joke. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. God. I mean, what, I just, I don't <laughs> understand. I Okay. Listen, the thing I used to think. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do, which is to talk about something that I do that I used to think was a cult. Okay. Mm. Okay. Which is, which is 12 step meetings. I don't talk about this a lot. Cause I was like, well, you know, I was not the kind of person, as you can tell, as you mm. can tell, I don't, I'm not a, Brene Brown person, right? So wouldn't I be one of the last people that would, you know, embrace being in a 12-step meeting? You'd think, right? I could see that. Yes, I could see that. I was very scared of that whole thing. And I don't, my whole thing about getting sober was like, I don't want quotes. I don't want, Mm -hmm. I don't want like easy does it or, you know, um, one day at a time. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't want any kind of business speak in my sobriety, you know? But what I found was I had to, and I went in there happily telling everybody, it's, this seems like a cult, but I don't have any better ideas. So I'm going to kind of see what happens. And eventually I realized like, oh, I had to go through all the cult stuff in my mind. Like, okay, well, cults ask for money. They want money. Mm-hmm. And they and don't. And 12-step meetings right. don't want your money. Right. I mean, they do, but like a dollar. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, I mean, if you could spare two, that'd be great. Do you but ever no. do the thing? Can I, can I just, can yeah. since we're confessing, yeah. I've gone to some Al-Anon meetings, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and you know that sometimes I don't have any cash. Uh-huh. So like, I'll just kind of make it look like I put, <laughs> do you ever like you get the bucket or the hat or whatever that goes around and you're supposed to put a dollar in and I'll just kind of shuffle the dollars that are already there around. Yes. Oh, I've or I'll got, pretend I... like there's something in my hand. And then I'll... <laughs> yes. That's why I like big meetings or because people don't really, they're not really paying attention to you. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose, but it's just hard to have cash these days. Oh, the worst is when like you don't have any cash. So you have just have change and it makes a, a noise when you put it in there and people kind of look over. Like, did you just really put change in there? <laughs> like a nickel. It's not even like, not, I'm not going to give up my quarters. I still have to pay for laundry. So it's just like, I got, and it's like a, maybe a, like a Canadian, like a toonie. I'm like, I don't even know why I have this. I just have had it. So here you go. <laughs> yes. So the, they don't, they're, they're not, they're not making money as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe there's. No, they're not. No, it's a great program. I don't think we need to like that. I think. Right. But I'm saying, okay, but there's a, there's a, there's a program that does have a lot of like speak. Lingo. But yeah. Lingo. But you don't have to do it. Like you, if, and if you don't believe it, nobody cares. And you know, I'll tell you why it works. The main reason, this is in my opinion, by the way, why 12 step works, why Mm -hmm. those steps work is the exact reason that these cults work, except that, except that this is free is that it's like about finding common ground Mm -hmm. and like making each other feel better about it. Like hanging out, taking away the stigma, like Mm -hmm. seeing other people and having people go like, Oh my God, me too. And bonding with other people about your shared trauma and having like a a way tools, if you will, to like get over some of the stuff. And so, but a lot of those tools are the the same stuff that Brene Braun talks about, like 
telling on yourself and all that stuff, but they do it without trying to sell a million books That's right. and like trying to make a th- millions of dollars. That's so right. That, so I'm just very aware of the same. greedy nature of people that are trying to market the same exact message. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. They're already around. Which is why, and I, we don't want to give you to, to wrap up the vow thing, which people should watch even no matter what anyone said, like if you're not into it, you're not into it, but it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good because what I was going to say that I don't think I got to when these people of power, they think there's so much of themselves. They love, it's like Hitler loved having a, um, like a photographer around and, a, and, you know, there was a whole team of Nazis just to to follow like with camera. I mean, you, everything was, was documented. So this guy, Keith loved it. They loved that. He, he loved being on TV. He loved oh, being yeah. interviewed. So that's, what's so great about this documentary is like, you, you get to see everything as it's happening all the yes. way back. Oh yeah. He, Mark has the receipts. I mean, yet yeah, a lot of them do. It's really, really worth, worth seeing. It's really worth watching. And you never really quite know where it's going to go. Each episode kind of brings you a new light. Yeah. And some of the fun of it is that they, some of it takes place when like people like Sarah are genuinely talking about like how great it was and mm-hmm. is, and you're like, okay, what's happening? Like it, is this current day? Like is she is she in is she in there talking about how great it is cuz we know we all know Allison Mack is like arrested right yeah so we it know it keeps know. you on the edge of your seat cuz you're like i don't know what's going to happen with all these people right and on by the way today i think we're wrapping up but on today's bonus on our patreon today i guess i'll tell i don't think i told the story about the cult people that i know we have talked about cults before but i don't think i told that story I'll look into it. But if I haven't told that story, I'm going to tell that story about some people I know that were in a cult and had to be, um, and I know them pretty well and they had to be deprogrammed for real. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be kind of a good story. And before we go, we should say, we should say hello to our (gasps) business patrons. I say goodbye. You say hello. Or I say hello. You say goodbye. Let us start. (laughs) I just ignore that for some reason. I'm like, let us start with Becky Barris. Yes. um, And her website, which is, it's just, is it just basic? It's basic. Just basic Becky. Just basic Uh Becky. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her stuff comes from Etsy, but that's her. And her Facebook page is basic Becky. And then she has tons of cute shirts, custom made t-shirts. They're super soft. Get oh, and she just made a new one. She just made, here's how cool Becky is. Like we asked her to make like one for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and mm-hmm. she did. She yes. already has one and like people are buying it. I think Ulysses, a bunch of people bought it. She makes really, really cute stuff and has for quite some time. You should check her out. And also our friend Jess, I don't have the website in front of me. What's yes, wrong with me? It's shopxojess.com. Yes. yes. Don't worry. I got you, girl. And mm-hmm. she makes all sorts of gifty items like hats and makeup bags and fun stuff with cute sayings. And listen, you guys, let's be real. The holidays are coming up and you're going to want to get people some stuff. That just made me so depressed because I'm going to face the holidays alone. So anybody who wants to go to shopxojess.com and get me like a hat. <laughs> yeah. And then you can just PM me on Facebook and I'll get you Cecily's address. I love it. No, she really has made some cute stuff. And I, I, I wear her hat that she gave me. Um, she sent me a hat. I wear it like every day. Honestly, it's so cute. Um, so yeah. we love, we love our supporters and we appreciate you guys, everybody who's listening. Um, you can join our Facebook page at board AF, um, and check out our Patreon and you know, we just, thanks for listening to us babble on. Yes. We love join you. Our cult. We're join sorry. our cult. We're cult. Oh no. We love you. We thank you. And we're sorry. Sorry. Bye.